What's good, everybody, and welcome to Body Bag Podcast. I'm Chris Thomas, and with me, as always, Broke Rider Dave. How are we doing, everybody? Well, well, it has come to this. We're down to our fifth and final versus match with some actual stakes. Yes, it's 2-2, down to the last one. And I, I think it's appropriate that we both took a gamble on these last two. They were both that neither of us had seen. Yes. Uh, but we just know them by fame. We're talking yeah. vampires today. And we went out of the box with vampire movies. You put forth a well-known Fright Night. Uh, and then the- you uh, put forth Let the Right One In. Let the right one in, which I think that since I think we should do like we did last episode. And since we, these were both movies we both had never seen and these were both yeah. we both put forth, we should explain our own picks. And then that way it can lead into, are you satisfied with the gamble? Yeah. Um, so I knew that I was taking a gamble. A, because this was a kid's, well, not a kid's movie, but it's kid centric. And yeah, star kids. Yeah. And we've had, what, three years bitching and moaning about kid-centric movies. Yeah. (laughs) And it being a foreign film, not saying that that was going to affect what I thought of it cinematically, but it would affect my enjoyment. So, in a good way, bad way, I don't know. Last one I watched, it was uh, Calvera's last one that I reviewed. But why don't we talk about Let the Right One In? So Let's talk about it. So... We've been doing a good amount of foreign horror, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've done Korea, Japanese, uh, French, and now we're off to Sweden. Yes, off to Sweden. And it's in the middle of winter time, which I always like in a, in a horror movie. I like the winter season look. Yes. So we got a kid named Oscar. Oscar's 12 years old, and... <laughs> Much like you would think of us, I, I, I hope we don't have, well, no, I hope we have Swedish view, but pale white kid with uh, with blonde hair, exactly how I would imagine a Swedish look. Yes. And this kid not only gets picked on in his middle school, but he gets picked on by bullies that are straight out of a Stephen King story. Yeah. They, these kids will, like, jump him, like, a few yards away from his own house, corner him, like beat him with a switch. But to be fair, Oscar is going to probably end up growing up to be a serial killer too. It's his free time yeah. uh, with with a knife out in the backyard, stabbing at trees, pretending to get revenge. But I, th- th- this town is full of sociopaths. Um, kid moves next door. Little Ellie. Little Ellie moves in next door. Yeah. And she has a... Who one would initially assume is her father, but is a... I'm just going to go ahead and say right now, it was probably her familiar. Yeah. Um, uh, from what we find out a little bit later. Yeah. And over the course of a couple of days, this movie is about Ellie kind of forming a bond, a reluctant yeah. bond at first, but we yeah, find at first out... first she didn't want to be his friend, and then he was persistent, Yeah. We find out that Ellie is more than just a 12-year-old. Well, we'll get to that in a second. I'm sure anybody who's listening can already put two and two together that she's not in the topic of today's discussion. But before that, I thought we were also getting a serial killer movie because we see the man who she's uh, living with. I believe his name is Hawken. Uh, It starts with an H. I wrote it down. It starts with an H. Um, Hawken? Yeah, yeah, Hawken. Hawken. We see this dude just straight up attack a guy in the middle of the forest, like yeah. drugs the dude, slits the guy's throat. So at first I was like, oh, are we getting a serial killer movie thrown in the mix with this? And then you kind of start to think, oh, this is a vampire movie. She's with him. He's probably collecting blood for her. Yeah. Uh, which is, but I would tell you what, I don't know how they've gone on this long because this dude is shitty at his job because yeah, he's doing this out in the open like it's the woods, but pretty brightly lit wooded area, and see like cars in the background. Like it's out in the open. Yeah, he gets caught by a woman walking her dog, but he, he, he. The dog comes up to him, and then he has to like book it. So that dude pretty yeah. much died for nothing. <laughs> that dude. Yeah, he he didn't get any blood from that one. No, didn't get any blood. He but he slit the dude's throat. 
yeah. and then left. So that dude didn't, his blood didn't even get used to like feed this vampire. It was just, as far as this guy knows, he just was some random guy, just got his throat slit and just left for dead. Yep. Poor dude. Over the course of the movie, we see Oscar getting picked on by these bullies, yeah. beat him with a switch and call him piggy and just, just terrorize, like just yeah. your typical bullies. Yeah. And we see her and Oscar get a little bit closer. It's very sweet. Yeah. She, it's very reluctant, but I'll get into a little bit of an issue I have at that yeah. minute. They, they form a bond. It all started with a Rubik's Cube. And she starts telling him that he needs to stick up for himself. Yeah, she, like basically he, she, coaching him up, yes. Yeah, coaching him up, telling him that he needs to, like, if, if they hit you, you need to hit harder. And he, yeah. Well, there's three of them. Well, you need to e- hit even harder. Uh, yeah. So uh, slowly he starts uh, trying to improve himself. He goes and takes, like, workout classes at his... Weightlifting, yeah. Yeah, weightlifting as an extracurricular PE activity. Um, and at one point, uh, during a field trip out to, like, this ice skating patch over in the woods... Bully's about to come up to him. Uh, Oscar arms himself with a big stick of some sort and and, and just bitch smacks him in the face with it. <laughs> yes. And dude, dude has no defense game whatsoever. He didn't even try to dodge. He just got a whack. Yeah. And then just starts crying like a little. <laughs> just, 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 yeah. <laughs> just, just yeah. gets on his knees and starts crying and. So vindication, Oscar stood up for himself, hit him so hard that his ear split and he's bleeding. <laughs> so, so Oscar's feeling himself. Everyone's like, good, you know, good. I love, I love the fact he go, he gets in trouble. His mom, like I heard from the school that you're in trouble. You better talk to your father he gives the phone to his, uh, to Oscar. And you don't hear what the dad says, but I just yeah. from the conversation, the dad doesn't sound like he gives a shit. <laughs> no. In fact, you probably was like, good for you, son. Good, good. Stood up for yourself. Yeah. Stood up for yourself. How's the bikes? Good. Okay. All right. Do your homework. (laughs) Yeah. So you know, Oscar's feeling himself. You know, he's he he's uh, talking to Ellie, and um, at this point, um, again, Oscar, being the little sociopath that he is, he wants to form a blood bond with Ellie. Yeah. Actually, I think before that, he asks Ellie if she would be his girlfriend. Yeah. She says, I'm not a girl, basically. And can things just stay the way they are? So Oscar's, I guess, okay with that. Mini, like Oscar, just mini sociopath Oscar takes out a knife, says, I want to have a blood bond with you, slices his hand in front of Ellie, who we know now is a vampire because we have seen that. um, Oh, uh, I skipped a part. Ellie didn't get her blood that um, Hawken was trying to get for her that one day. So she had to go out hunting for herself. Kills a dude, and it's witnessed by somebody else. Yeah. But he doesn't do anything. I wouldn't do anything either. I'd be like, holy shit. Yeah. And yeah. as well, I don't know if this was before or... Oh, actually, I do know because I have my fucking notes, and I did them in... Uh, oh, yeah, so Hawken actually... You know, he, he's terrible at his job, but if not for nothing, he's loyal. Yeah. Because um, Hawken, before the, the blood oath thing, he also tried to drain a young teenage boy i guess at the high school um well this is after ellie kills the first guy because hawkins the one who hides the body but then later on he's trying he goes to drain this teenager yeah and And then he gets caught he gets caught and rather than kill himself which i thought he was gonna do disfigures himself with hydrochloric acid so yeah. that nobody can really identify him because people have seen him around the apartment like, oh, he's yeah. with that girl. But if he disfigures himself, they can't be like, oh, that's that creepy dude that was with the girl over an apartment. What's it called? Yeah. And so he basically turns himself into Two-Face because yeah. he dumps hydrochloric acid over half his face. Oh, yeah. And doesn't cry or anything. He just dumps it and he's just like, ugh, and then goes to the hospital. Ellie goes to visit him at the hospital at one point. And you see his face is all fucked up. Oh, and yeah. she basically drains Hawken of his blood and he dies. Which I imagine yeah. is better than what he would have gotten charged with. Because that dude went to... that The police brought him in. And you know he was probably going to go to jail for attempted murder on a teenage boy. Yeah, which, they would have probably linked him to other murders too. So Linked him to the other murders. He was looking <laughs> at life, yeah. He was looking at life. And th- that nurse at the at the hospital... 
just flat out gave that dude's information to this little girl wandering around. That's unprofessional. Yeah. All right, so that all happened, and now we're at the Blood Oath. So, so Ellie's now living on her own, and uh, Oscar visits her. At this point, they're really good friends. Yeah. Te- teachers are Morse code. They go out on, like, little mini dates. It's cute. It's cute. Kind cute of. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so like, then he cuts his hand, and Ellie, in her hunger, starts licking the floor. Yeah, she doesn't want to kill him, but, I mean, she's that's, that's, it's ooh snack time now. Yeah. So the cat's out of the bag now. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Now he's starting to put two and two together. At one point, he, but he still wants to befriend her. He he's yeah. he, he's he doesn't like the idea of her killing people. But I love that she calls him out on it too. Like, dude, you fantasize about killing. I've seen you. The first time I saw you, you were fa- killing people out in your backyard with a knife. Yeah. Like, like I have to. I'm like, I have to kill to survive. You're just a little sociopath. Yeah, you just want to kill people. And I'm like, hey, thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, show some sympathy is pretty much what she's saying. Yeah. Now, at this point, I don't know if the movie had mentioned it, but it was at this point that I looked it up because Ellie had said that she's she doesn't even know her own birthday. So you yeah. got to figure that she's probably been a vampire for a while. A long time, yeah. Long time. I think she says she's been 12 for a while. So yeah. I looked it up to see like how old she was. I don't know if the movie mentioned it. Uh, but it says 200 years old, which makes me think that this little romance is now kind of creepy. Yeah, this is uh, what I'd consider grooming. Yes. Um, I, I, but... I'm not calling this movie specifically because every vampire story does this, which always, yeah. which nobody ever gets called, you know, calls out on it. Like, like same thing with like Twilight, Twilight, Vampire Diaries, the originals. Yeah, it, it gets weird. It gets weird once you realize, oh, she's been, she's a 200 year old woman romanticizing this little boy. This is also kind of also why I like this movie in this way too, because they kind of touched on something like this in. Uh, Interview with a vampire. Yeah. Because interview with a vampire, they say it's forbidden to change a little kid. You're not supposed to have a little kid be a vampire running around. Yeah. Um, a for this being one of those big reasons. Yeah. You don't want a little kid, you know, running around. So anyway, yeah. that's what I, I looked up at one point. We also get glimpses of the bully that Conway, I believe his name is, the bully that the guy who bullies Oscar all the, the time. Guy, yeah, he has an older brother who's now in town. Yeah. He hasn't they haven't gone back to messing with Oscar yet, but you feel like something's about to be brewing. Yeah. At one point Ellie is asleep. Uh they're getting closer and closer, Oscar and Ellie. She's sleeping in the bathtub. They're leaving each other notes too. She get, leaves cute notes. They talk in Morse code. They are fully yeah. like a couple. Yeah. She has fully groomed her. Grimdom to yeah. take the place of the other old man from before. Yes. Which you gotta think, which makes the, oh man, I'll, I'll get, I, saying that out loud now just made me go, holy shit. So I'll, I'll say yeah. why in a minute. Uh, thank you for saying that because now yeah. it makes the ending that much more like, holy shit. Because yeah. at one point she had fed on a guy's girlfriend. Girl. Yeah. She, uh, yeah. She's, she's been freaking out the last couple of days. She ended up in the hospital and then got burnt to a crisp once they opened up the blinds. Yeah, let's give her some sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, burst into flames. Now, I believe it is that girl's boyfriend, but uh, it's it's apparent that Ellie can't stay here anymore. No. Ellie can't stay here anymore. There's too many deaths, and now it's been linked to this apartment. People know about this apartment. Yeah. So Ellie Ellie's not going to be able to stay. Next day, Oscar is at PE class. He's at swimming. A distraction is made by the bullies. A fire bursts out. And Conway and his brother and the bully gang come in. It's just Oscar in the pool. They cleared everybody yeah. out. And dude says, I'm going to hold your head underwater. And if you try to come out, I'm going to gouge one of your eyes out. Yeah. Again, everybody in this town is a sociopath. Right. And this dude dunks this head. Meanwhile, there's one bully who's been like reluctant this entire time. The gee yeah. guys, I don't think we should be doing this guy. Yeah. And while underwater, this is a great, I'll go ahead and spoil. This is my favorite shot of the movie. Yeah. 
you just see his head is dunked underwater and you just hear this muffled commotion going on. You don't see it. You're just stuck. You're just underwater with Oscar. See a pair of feet get dragged like dragged across the pool. You just see it from the surface. Then you see a severed head drop in the water. And then you see a severed arm that was holding his head down, get plunged in the water. Then you get a wide shot. You go, oh, man. Hey, it's Ellie. Ellie came in and saved the day. Yeah. And fuck those bullies up. Yes, she did. Left one alive, though. Yeah. Left the G Willikers guy alive. It'd be like, tell everyone what you saw. She didn't yeah. say that, but <laughs> but I'd, I'd like yeah. I'd like to think that she was like, tell everyone what you saw. And then that scene fades off, and then we get to we cut to this ending scene of Oscar on a train with is it a uh, is it a straight up coffin or is it just a some sort of thing? Basically, what yeah, kind of like crate, yeah. A crate. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, with a crate, you just hear tapping coming from it. It's you, You've seen throughout the movie that they've been learning Morse code. They've been sending each other little, mes- cute little messages. Uh, in Morse code, yeah. In Morse code. I don't think it said on the thing, but I looked up what, what they tapped at the end. She was basically saying kiss. So yeah. she said kisses basically from inside the coffin, and he Morse coded her back. Yeah. And that's how it ends. Just a couple on the run now. And when you said familiar thing, I was like, holy shit, that the dude, Hawken, that, yeah. that, that, that dude was probably a 12 year old boy at one point too, that she like roped into this shit. Yeah. I, I was like, did, I didn't put that together until the, I appreciate the ending now. Cause I was like, now I'm like, holy fuck, that's fucked up. <laughs> cause, cause, yeah. Cause now you have to think Hawken was willing to kill for her and disfigure himself and die for her. Yeah. He was probably a twelve-year-old boy that fell in love with her, and now we know Oscar. Yeah, now Oscar is probably going to be the same exact thing now. Yep. And now I appreciate the ending a lot more. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, that's fucked up. Because <laughs> yeah. the entire time, oh, this is cute. Oh, this is sweet, you know. And then, does the movie actually say, or do you have to look up how old she is? I like. I never thought it was like cute or sweet because I went in knowing like the story. I didn't know this. So story. the whole time I, I knew she was like a hundred year old vampire. I'm like, this is so fucked up. I didn't know she was a hundred year old vampire. I knew she was a kid. I, I assumed that maybe that maybe um, Oscar was her or Hawken was her father who's still trying to take care of her. Yeah. Uh, like, like, like they've maybe have been on the run for maybe a couple of years or so. Maybe his daughter turned into a vampire and he's been just keeping her alive. It wasn't until at the end where because she's been it wasn't until the end where i was like i think you know she's probably a lot older that's when yeah. i looked it up because she's like this is yeah. not like a father daughter relation this is a hey you're my employee do what i say yeah um, you listen to me yeah when you put everything together by the end then you're like whoa that's not sweet at all that's fucked up <laughs> yeah but um so yeah that's the let the right one i'm uh, i'm glad that i Made a gamble on this one, actually. Yeah. I uh, and now that I'm talking about it out loud, I appreciate that ending more. Um, what did you think of it when you watched it? You said you knew somewhat of it. Yeah, like I knew the story, so I put this movie in like the same category that I would put in like the Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. I didn't really enjoy it, mm-hmm. but I could see that this is a well shot, well told movie. Yeah, and I'll and I'll get into that. Yeah, when we when we talk about Fright Night. And I'll, yeah. I'll, as we compare it, I'll go. I'll go ahead and uh, yes, it's it's slow. So it's not your typical vampire movie where there's a lot of like you know vampire. Lo- well, there's vampire lore, but it's it's no Lost Boys. Like no. it's it, like it's vastly different than Lost. And that's I get what you mean when you say Lighthouse. It has that slow feel. Yeah. That where you watch it, you're like, this is very well shot, and the story is very good. But I can see, depending on who you yeah. are, you might not. I'm just be, not into it. Yeah, you might not be into it. So, how about uh, scenes of the movie? I already told you mine. That underwater scene I thought was really well shot. Yeah, that, that probably would be my favorite too. A lot of these shots. Well, I'll go into technicals then, since we both have yeah. the same one. I'll go into technicals because, as as we said, it's shot very well. Technicals, I give it an eight. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you with an eight for technicals. Uh, eight for technicals. Uh, that shot, uh, there's not really a lot of fancy shots, actually. A lot of these shots are standing tripod 
still shots, but the shots that they take are very, very good. And I'll even say that the story, I thought the story was very unique and I appreciate it more. And that's also an eight for me, the story itself. Um, The enjoyment I put at a seven. Okay. I was going to say seven and a half, but I, I can understand what you mean by it being slow, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. But I will say I can't go any higher than a seven. For story, I'd probably give it a seven. Yes. So it's a well-told vampire story. Yes. But also the story just wasn't for me. Well, that's why I was kind of debating. That's why I put that in enjoyment. Yeah. Because the story itself, I love the fact that it's a actual vampire story, but it's from the point of view of a kid vampire. Yeah. And it's like, well, technically not a kid, a kid, a 200 year old woman in a kid's body, pretty much. Yeah. Which is, like I said, they, they touched on that in Interview with a Vampire. I'm glad that there was a movie made that pretty much addressed one of the big things that was yeah, like in the, a big plot point from that. And like I said, you watch these scenes and you're like, oh, and then you realize at the end, no, that's not sweet. That's really messed up. Yeah. So then you go back and you rewatch those same scenes. You're like, oh, that's creepy. <laughs> like she's, yeah, she is and you see what's happening to Hakan and you even hear there's a small scene where, where Hakan was like, can you please do me a favor? Can you not see that little boy again today? Yeah. You gotta be thinking he's jealous. Yeah. He's jealous because he sees th- that she's doing what she did to him. And, and so that's why story wise, like I, I was going to, that's why I think that story wise, it deserves an eight, but enjoyment there is, are slow parts, so that half that I was going to give it, I put it into a uh, story. Enjoyment for me, like... <sighs> That's okay. You don't have to uh, give it yeah. high. Yeah, because I could... I will probably never rewatch this movie. Because mm-hmm. I know... It, I just didn't enjoy watching it the first time. Like I said, it's beautifully shot and everything. It's just... This movie isn't for me. Which and is I'm fun. okay with that, yeah. As I was watching it, I was I was thinking to myself, this movie is probably geared a little bit more towards me. Uh, because I know Dave slow burns are hit or miss with him or slow, yeah. slow type movies. Um, depending on the type, like I'm sure I know you like the shining, which a lot of people consider yeah. is considered a slow burn, but I think a slow burn, the payoff just needs to really hit a note with me. And this one did it. But I will also say probably why I enjoy it a little bit more is yeah. having watched another slow paced movie like two or three days ago for my 31 days of reviews. That one got like a 17 out of 31 for me. Yeah. This one was slow, but I thought, but it kept my attention more. Yeah. But I, uh, but now that I have seen it, I, I'm kind of like you. I won't turn it off if somebody has it on, but I won't go out of my way to watch it either. Yeah. For enjoyment, I'm gonna give it a five and a half because I'm stuck between a five and a six. I'm just gonna give it a five and a half. I'm stuck between a five and a six, so I don't want you to get more points. So I'm going to give you five and a half. <laughs> I'm going to give a five. No, I get, I get what you mean, though. Yeah. When I was watching it, part, part of that also is as we were talking about it and the fact that I'm now putting scenes together and connecting certain dots in my head, I'm enjoying that now more. So I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, dang. Oh, yeah. The fact that it's doing that, you know, yeah. I give it props. So uh, what, what do we uh, yeah. what's the score then? So your total score is a 23 out of 30. Was that 8, 8, and 7? Yeah, and then mine's a 20.5 out of 30. And the average is a 21.75 out of 30. All right. Just make sure to bump Fright Night down a couple of points. <laughs> Damn. You got a high score, Chris. All right. No, I'll, I'll, I'm, this movie I'm, scored I'm, high. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm going to be honest when, it, when, it, when, yeah. we, when we talk to about Fright Night. Yeah. But you want to go ahead and uh, this of uh, this would be the portion of the uh, show once we get sponsors brought to you by Shudder. By Shudder, yes. By Shudder for only $5 a month or $50 for a year. Right night. This is an 80s vampire movie, but this is like Pinnacle's 80s horror type movie. It just has that feel. Follows a uh, 17-year-old kid, Charlie Brewster. Yes. Who was a big horror fan? He watches this horror program every week, which is uh, has a uh, vampire hunter on it, Peter Vincent. Which I'm sure was a combination of Peter yeah. Cushing and Vincent Price. Yep. And next door moves Jerry Danbridge, 
And this kind of follows the plot of like summer of 84. Peter starts suspecting that Jerry isn't who he says he is. I'll even throw in a little bit of Disturbia in there. Disturbia, yeah. And, you know, he's telling his mom, his girlfriend, and everyone, they're just kind of like, you're kind of crazy. No. I love that they just, there's no build up to it either. That no. he's been these guys for a while, to the point where he's not even willing to take his girl's virginity. Like, yeah. <laughs> just, she'd been, he'd been begging for it for the past year, and then just, yeah. she's like, here, I'm yours. And he's like, meh. Vampire next door. There's a vampire next door. We need to take care of that first. Poor girl. <laughs> this poor girl. And it even gets to the point where he comes home one day and Jerry's at his house talking to his mom. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Introducing himself, being neighborly. Yeah, your mom invited me in. Yeah. Which, if anybody knows anything about vampires, is they need to be let in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They I didn't even invite it in. Yeah. I didn't even touch on that in the... <laughs> that was the scene name. in the last movie where he's like, what happens if I don't invite you in? She just basically gets lacerations all over her body. and Yeah. yeah. I didn't even touch on the title uh, or the thing that the title is based off of. So he already has an invitation to the house. I love how... I'm sorry. This is the last time I, I yeah. interrupt you. But J- Jerry is such a troll. He really is. He just... <laughs> he just Jerry <laughs> is like a typical 80s, 90s asshole. He just like he knows his, that uh, Charlie knows that he's a vampire, so now he's just fucking with him. Even says in front of his mom, "I'll be over here whenever I want." <laughs> just whenever I please, him. yeah. I mean, if your mom says I can, yeah, <laughs> he's just such an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he does come in the middle of the night. Oh yeah, tell Charlie like, "Hey, knock the shit off." He he does offer an olive branch. To be fair, yeah, he's like, "Just forget what you saw." Yeah. Cause I, oh yeah, because he yeah. had been watching his house for like a year. Oh, it's a year. It's like a couple weeks watching it, sees that uh, Jerry's eating. And Charlie decides he's going to hunt down this Peter Vincent vampire hunter. Peter Vincent's like, dude, I'm an actor. Yeah, I'm not, I don't, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I don't actually this. hunt vampires. Yeah, I just play this character. And he's also been doing that role. Oh, by the way, what's the name of Peter Vincent's TV show? Show is called Fright Night. Show is called Fright Night. There you go. Yeah, and he's like, so that's how you get the title of this movie. Yeah, because that show is always on. And that show is like, if you grew up with like out cable in the eighties or nineties, mm-hmm. like at Saturday night, certain networks would just show old horror movies. That's basically what it is. Yeah, like I think it was Chicagoland area. We had uh, got what his name was, but we had this guy who. He'd commentate on the movies. Good fun, but... Oh, is it like MST3K? Or is it like... Yeah. It was like Spoogily or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was always I was more partial to the uh, Tales from the Crypt, Crypt Keeper uh, Tales from the Crypt Show. Yeah. Yeah. But, and uh, basically, Peter doesn't really believe him. You're like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And the Jerry turns... What was the kid's name? Uh, well, this was... At, well, eventually... Um, his girlfriend and there's this fucking annoying kid named Ed. Yeah, Ed, who, that's it. Yeah, uh, evil Ed is what they he keeps calling him. Yeah. Fucking annoying. He looks like Scut Farkas from A Christmas yeah. Story. And his girlfriend, uh, Ed, and what's the, what's the main guy's name? Uh, Charlie. Is, Charlie. Or, his yeah. girlfriend. They see that he's losing his mind. Charlie's like, I got to kill this dude, or he's gonna kill me. So they track down peter vincent and try yeah. to get him to like hey look we know he's crazy we know vampires don't yeah. exist but can you help us disillusion him yeah which he says yes after accepting 500 dollars out of a savings bond fun fact in the remake evil ed is played by mclovin oh is it really yeah all i know about that one is that colin farrell plays jerry yeah that's all i know is it has mclovin and colin farrell in the remake I haven't watched it yet but yeah, but before like Ed gets it, they all go over to Jerry's house for a test. Yeah. Peter Vincent or Vincent's like, I'm he's agreed to drink this holy water, which I got right here, and that'll prove that he's not a vampire. But it's just tap water. He can't. He does. He can't go and get actual holy water. So he's like, Hey, can you just basically drink this in front of the kid, and he'll shut up about you being yeah. a vampire? Yeah, and the thing is with like uh, the religious items in this movie, it's like you have, to have true conviction in your beliefs for them to work. Yes, in order for like crosses to work or holy water to work, you have to believe. You can't just 
And like the stronger the vampire is, the more you gotta believe. Pretty much. So like they really don't work all that well against Jerry. Yeah, but um, Jerry, you know, drinks the tap water, which, uh, which was supposed to be holy water. And Peter's like, "See, told you, told you." Peter, uh, they're about to leave, and Peter busts out like a hand mirror that I don't know what it's for. I guess you just keep either makeup supplies or whatever. Pops it open. Yeah, he's an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Looks in the mirror and doesn't see Jerry's reflection. Yeah. And he's like, holy shit. <laughs> he is actually a vampire. Accidentally drops it, leaves a shard of glass on the floor, and they leave. Yeah. And then Jerry starts tracking down the friends, and then he hunts down Ed and... Uh, yeah. Jerry hunts down Ed, turns him into a vampire. Which, if he wasn't annoying Ed, already... Yeah. And uh, proceeds to visit Peter and tries to attack him. Only for... Uh, Peter to hit him with the cross. Cross to the forehead. Yeah. You notice how Ed switched sides super quickly. Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, in, like, certain vampire lore, they don't really get into it much in this movie, but certain vampire lore, you're kind of, like, compelled to follow your sire. You know, that sire bond. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, even, yeah. even being convinced to do so, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. And so while that's going down, Jerry is, uh, chasing Charlie and his girlfriend in a nightclub. And he, uh, <laughs> takes old Charlie's girl. Yeah, takes his girl. Like, just yeah. woos her right on the, hypnotizes her. Yeah. Woos her on the dance her, floor. Basically, yeah. And then they are gone. And now, I imagine it, <laughs> I'd like to think it's, at this point, it gets serious for Charlie because he's like, hey, like, if anybody's gonna be taking my girl's virginity, it's gonna be me. Yeah. And now it's time for Charlie, Peter to team up, take out some vampires. Take out some vampires. After some, after a couple of uh, inspirational so, speeches, yeah. of, you got this, Peter. You, said, yeah. you know, you can do this. They decide yeah. to go uh, try to save uh, Charlie's girl. And when they try, she's now a vampire. Yeah, because. Uh, he has yeah. the hots for her because she looks like an old flame. Yeah. Think Vampire Diaries, how main character looks like the vampire's old fling. So now Ed. Yeah. So now Ed, or uh, Charlie's friend Ed, is now a vampire. Yeah. And now. Girlfriend is now a vampire. Ed gets pierced through a heart. Mm hmm. But he takes the form of a wolf, which. Sure. Was we- sure. Uh, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. I was like, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. All we're right. already we're already deep into this. Let's just go ahead. And... Yeah, basically they break into the house, take out Ed, R.I.P. Yeah, well, not really. Sorry, I I yeah. just really didn't like Ed. <laughs> yeah, and then basically while they're trying to take out Jerry, you got Amy attacking him. Yep, and they're trying not to kill her because you know it's that, a girl. That's Charlotte's girl. Yeah, they they're hoping that maybe we can. Uh, save her. Yeah. Save her. And basically, they get to uh, Jerry's coffin, open it, stake him through the heart while he's sleeping. Ah, yeah. You think that'd be the end of it? Nope. Nope. Jerry gets up and it's like, okay. <laughs> so what? <laughs> yeah. They they basically try everything, and then they just say screwed, start busting out the windows, letting in sunlight. Yeah. What time is it? <laughs> it should be. Yeah. Well, they went during the in the morning. During the day, they knew to be sleeping. So. By the time we get here, it's like mid morning, close to uh, noon time. Yeah, I would have led with that though. If, yeah. I, if I got to the house, I would have led with smash, smash, smash. All right, man, come on out. Yeah, just open all the windows. Would have been my first move too, but hey, you needed to advance the plot. So yeah, and basically they end up kicking him into the sunlight, and <laughs> whoosh, whoosh, he turned to he burned green. That's because he's and... probably a higher vampire, so their yeah. their fire is green. Yeah. And then Amy goes back to being a human because the vampire that turned her died before she fed, so she turns back. Yeah, too bad they couldn't do it before they killed Ed. Yeah. Oh, poor Ed. No one cares. No one cares. And then after all is done, is that a Peter train goes, I hear? That is the train. There it is, right on time. Time, right? Uh, if only we get through one recording without a train coming by. That's how we know it's a body bag episode. Yeah. I was I was worried. That's how I know that the train conductor is all right. The yeah, the, he's the minute doing good. the minute that we don't hear a train, 
go through, I'll be like, I hope he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's how. Good. That's how. <laughs> Goods need to be moved through America. All right. That's that's how we'll. That's how a murder mystery starts. It's like, wait a second. I knew something was off, and we didn't hear the train go by. I think yeah. something happened to him. Something had happened to the train conductor. I need to drive over there, and we have our own little, yeah. <laughs> our own uh, summer of '84 thing. Yeah, search train tracks for a train. Well, the ending of Fright Night with uh, Peter Vincent going back to work and be like, "Hey, I'm no longer doing vampires. I'm done with all that. I'm doing aliens now. Hell yeah!" And then uh, Charlie turns off his show. <laughs> like uh, this show's gone downhill. <laughs> yeah, downhill. Thanks for all the help, loser. Click. Thanks for all, yeah. Thanks for all the help, loser. I liked it better when you were talking about uh, zombies and and vampires. Now you're switching to lame stuff like aliens. And that is the end of Fright Night. Yes, two vastly different movies separated yeah. by like thirty plus years. So this Fright Night came out in eighty five. I believe so. I'm gonna double check, but I'm pretty and sure eighty five. It definitely feels like an eighties movie. Yet, really, say August second, nineteen eighty five. Sounds and feels like an eighties movie. This is, like I said, a pure eighties movie. Oh yeah, I mean, if even you the music. love eighties horror, you're gonna like this movie. Um, this was the first time you've seen the original. Yes. And were you pleased with your gamble? I was pleased with my gamble. I felt like for eighties effects, it was pretty well done. I enjoy the story, like the whole. Killer next door. Evidently, that's a trope I like. Yeah, because we've been watching quite a few of those. Uh, the Burbs, uh, yeah. Summer of 84. Burbs, Summer 84, Fright Night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so a- having like your enemy move next door evidently is a trope that hits a button for me. So watch out, neighbors. Watch out, neighbors. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why the um, like person next door, like it, 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 the, the genre itself is. I, I don't know why I, I, I'm i hesitant to watch those just we have to go through the whole thing, but they don't believe me. So like, yeah. I don't know why that. That all. Yeah. But it take the good with the bad. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a yeah. bad movie for that or anything. I'm just saying no. it, that's just one of those things where it's like, I got to convince them because they don't believe me. Obviously, of course, they're yeah. not going to believe you. You sound like a crazy person. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody ever goes into this like, well, let me get some hard evidence first before I try to. It's just nope. They're a vampire. Let me get the police. <laughs> yeah, let me call the police with absolutely no proof. No evidence. They go check this guy's house. He's a vampire. Do you have yeah. proof? No, he's a vampire though. Just believe me though. <laughs> and again, like I'm, I'm not like docking anything because yeah. it's not like this is the only movie to do that. It's just something you know. Yeah. I said, I said the same same thing when we were doing a. Uh, Summer '84. Well, I was gonna say that, but uh, fucking urban legends and uh, Black Christmas. Yeah. It's like they don't believe me. Of course they don't believe you. <laughs> well, Black Christmas, that whole movie was just yeah. Not to compare this movie to Black Christmas. Yeah, yeah. that cop was just bad at his job. That girl didn't have much proof, but he was also just terrible. A uh, a favorite scene. Favorite scene. I really think my favorite scene is just the scene when he walks in his house and sees Jerry with his mom, and Jerry's just trolling him. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Like, a killer with a sense of humor, I enjoy. Yeah, that I was gonna say it was gonna be between that or later on that night when Jerry's in his bedroom and he's just threatening him. There, he's like, he extends an olive branch, and he was gonna let him go, but then, but then he busted out that that cross, and he's like. Well, <laughs> he doesn't try to be quiet at all. Just yeah, throws no. him across the room and grabs yeah. him. He's like, "Oh, we're like 17 minutes in this movie." It's like, "Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm here, bitch." I'm like, yeah. "I'm next door, bitch. I'll get you anytime I want." Your mama already invited me in. Can't do anything about that now, can you? Well, I was going to let you go, but no, fuck it. So Jerry did not give a fuck in this movie. All right, so technicals. 80s practical effects were pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I felt like some of the CGI they did wasn't good, but it's also 80s, so it's kind of like, eh. I'll give it a 7. I gave it a 7, too. Right, yeah. Uh, I, uh, you would be pretty much our, like, when it comes down to technicals, you, you and I pretty much have an eye like, this at least looks good. Or, yeah. or, or, you know, even if we don't like a movie, we'll be like, well, it, we know it's shot well. Yeah, and also when we're moving, reviewing older movies, we understand, like, 
kind of have to grade it on that curve of yeah. that's how things look then. Yeah. So what did you think of the story? That's a uh, story is where, cause it's a, it, it, it's, I gave, um, let the right one in an eight. I gave this one a seven as well. I gave this one a seven. Just, I thought the story and let the right one in was a little bit more unique. This one is a combination of a couple of different stories and it's easy to follow. So I gave it a seven, which I thought it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. I'm right there with you with the seven for uh, the story. Yeah. yeah. It's, I yeah. enjoy this story. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't anything too spectacular, but it wasn't uh, dull either. I mean, it is yeah. a, uh, you know, <laughs> like I at first it's more I felt, my speed for a vampire movie. It yes, that's what I was gonna say. As we get into enjoyment, yeah. but when I um I liked that at the beginning, I'm like, man, fuck this dude, Charlie. His girl, he just got finished bitching and moaning that his girlfriend wasn't gonna get him laid, and now she's yeah. like, all right, I'm yours. Oh, hold on, I've got yeah. vampires. Yeah. <laughs> and and then even when they were trying to reconcile, she's she just flat out ignored. I like I I I felt bad for her in all honesty. Yeah, they did not treat her well in this movie. They didn't treat her well. No, but for me, enjoyment. I could see myself watching this movie a lot more now that I've seen it. Especially when I get into like an eighties horror, you know, fix where I just want to watch something from the eighties. Mm-hmm. This might be a go-to. So I'm gonna give it an eight. I gave it a six. For a couple of reasons, partly, I, I tell you one big one. I fucking hated Ed. I, I'm not bumping down any scores just b- because of Ed, but I'm going to take this moment to talk about Ed. I, I didn't laugh once when he was on screen. That, that, that dude was there to be the comic relief, but he was annoying. He just, oh, dude. I was like, good God, will you shut the fuck up, dude? And uh, I, I personally, I don't even know why he was like tagged along. I mean, it seemed like yeah. it seemed like Charlie didn't necessarily like him. He gave him like eight bucks for, for being of no help whatsoever. Yeah, which I like the fact that Charlie has eight dollars to play with, but his girlfriend has five hundred. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like she she dumped she dumped five hundred dollars to give to Peter Vincent just to just to convince her shitty boyfriend Friend. that he's crazy. Um, the scenes with Jerry are good. I'll say, uh, whatever Jerry's on screen, he has some good, fun stage presence. Yeah. Um, Who's the actor that played Jerry in this one? Because <laughs> that's funny. Because I looked it up. He was married to Susan Sarandon. Really? I think his Good last name man. is Sarandon. Yeah, his last name is Sarandon. Chris Sarandon, I think, is his name. Yeah. So, all right. It's funny because when when it was listed, I didn't look at. I just saw Chris Sarandon. I didn't see who he played. I thought that Chris Sarandon was Charlie. I thought he was the main character. So then when I looked, I was like. Married to Susan Sarandon, and I was like, "Wait a second, Susan Sarandon would have been like twenty years older than him when when I was like, how old is this dude?" And then I looked up Chris. I uh, looked up. I did some math. I was like, "This dude's like eighty. I was like, "This dude is this age. Like, how old? That means he would have been forty years old when he was playing this teenager." And then I realized I was looking at the wrong person. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I was like, that's Chris Sarandon is the vampire, not the not the yeah. kid." I was like, that kid would have oh, been like. He was also the uh, was it the voice for Jack Skellington? Was he was he also the voice? Uh, I think he might have been the non singing voice because Danny Elfman yeah. did the singing, but uh, there was a separate. Yeah, he, uh, Wikipedia just says Jack Skellington voice. So. Uh, yeah, that's because I I went to a horror con and he was he was one of them and he had there was Friday Night and Jack Skellington and yeah he did the mm-hmm. non uh, singing version of Jack Skellington. Uh, yeah. So yeah, unfortunately though, enjoyment for me is a six. Not, uh, it's still a notch above your average one in terms of enjoyment for me. But yeah. uh, so it's seven, seven, six, I believe. Yeah, what you gave it a tw- overall twenty, and then I went seven, seven, eight for an overall twenty-two, which gives it a twenty-one out of thirty. Twenty-one out of thirty. Yes. That means let the right one in wins by point seven five points. Point seven five. Yeah, I honestly thought that you were gonna win this. What? Uh, just <laughs> I didn't enjoy the movie, but it's a yeah. good movie. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, yeah. not, I'm, not, I'm, not I'm not. I'm not criticizing you giving it a five. Yeah, but when no, I, heard, I know. When I heard five, I was like, eh. I was like, because I, I was like, I knew I gave uh, Fright Night a somewhat decent score. Like it was almost all sevens. Yeah. Uh, but then when I was being honest with, I was like, because it was. Well, I gave it a five point five. To be fair, I didn't give it a five. Story and enjoyment are always in a tug for like, I have to go, do I, is, should that be put in enjoyment or should that be put in, yeah. in uh, whatever? Yeah. Like let the right one in. 
I gave stories a point and a half higher than enjoyment for me. Because uh, I, I can I, understand a well-written story, even if I don't like it. You know, I I, I got to say that um, my enjoyment of it actually kind of probably went up as I was talking about it once I realized, made that I realization. I because you would get more and more excited as you kept talking about the movie. So so you mentioning that may have fucked you a little bit. Because, yeah. Because <laughs> I probably wouldn't have put that together until the very end after that. But yeah. as I was saying, I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. And I was like, wait, yeah. now I really do really enjoy it. Yeah. So that might have been the difference between like a six, six and a seven or a seven, <laughs> seven point five or whatever I gave it. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, well. Yeah, but, but 0.75, you won the season. Just a hair. Just a hair, yeah. Not even by a full point. <laughs> no. I'm actually a little bummed you didn't win. <laughs> like it's <'cause, laughs> This was some good back and forth. Like this, you yeah. know, th- this has been a nail biter all season. I know. I think we said last time, whoever didn't take the season, I wanted to share what you had in mind. What I had in mind for next season. Yeah, what you would have done for next season. We were going to do Slashers by the Decade. I like that. So, what I year? was going to have a start with like Peeping Tom in the 60s. And then just every season we would have just... Would we Moved have collected... Decade, yeah. Would we have collectively uh, agreed on one or would we have said, like, I put forth this, you put forth that? Oh, I was just going to plan them all out. I think for the 70s, I wasn't going to do like Halloween or something like that. Like, I was looking for, like, deep cut slashers for each one. Like, 80s, I had planned out Chopping Mall mm-hmm. and everything like that, yeah. Peeping Tom was one that I've always meant to check out. Yeah, I've always meant to watch it, and I was like, yeah, I just haven't gotten around to it, but... Because people say that's, like, the birth of slashers, and then there's people who say it's Psycho. And... Yeah, I know that. I know Peeping Tom uh, only by reputation. Exactly, yeah. So, I guess that means I have some planning to do. Although... Yeah. I've I've started kind of planning to just you know in case I did, but I've 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 planned it enough to though I might have creative control, you're gonna be a big part of choosing. All right. So it's not just me like it's not. I'll just put it. I'll put it that way right now. It's not gonna be me choosing everything. It, I am structuring it a way where you are gonna have at least half of the input. Okay. I did want to make sure that because this has been such a good season of verses yeah. and it what. It, and you did put forth some good entries, so I will tip my hat to you, sir. Yeah. Uh, um, but good yes, season there. Yeah. Good season. But next season, uh, it will be like you are going to be choosing half the movies. So, right. but uh, I, I might just structure it in a way where it's going to be a little bit different in how we're going to choose it. So, All right. so we're going to run back doing verses next season. Oh yeah, we definitely got to do verses next season. Yeah, this is good. This is fun. Yeah, um, maybe that'll be one thing that I alter in terms of the kind of things that we choose for verses. But uh, well, we'll get to that next season. But this was good. Like this was nailed. When I was watching both of these, I was like, you know, I will say this: if it, if it wasn't for Ed and a couple of things, Ed really fucked you. I gotta say, yeah. <laughs> like, oh really? What did I, you think of Ed? <laughs> uh, he was whatever. But I feel like both of us taking a gamble. Somehow we each picked movies that were. In our own wheelhouses. Mm-hmm. Oh no, because I love like, movies that we did enjoy. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, if Ed wasn't in this, I'd have probably given this an eight. Like I, I'm going to be that honest with you. <laughs> like, like every time he got on screen, which it's was too much. Bad. Yeah. Which, even when he got turned into a vampire, he somehow was still annoying. Like I kind of want to see how Ed is being portrayed by McLovin. Oh, it's it's a shame. that has to be better. Right? I don't know, man. Like I, I McLovin, it's been so long since I've seen Superbad. I might find McLovin annoying now. Superbad's such a great movie. Oh, super 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 bad was the um It was our high school movie, basically. It was our high school it was our American Pie pretty much. Yeah. It, it, that's the best way I can describe it. It was our American Pie or the equivalent of back in the day Animal House. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 still happy with how this turned out. Well, of course I'm happy. Chris won, yeah. <laughs> but but um, uh, you you that was it was a good season of. I'm glad that we now establish this as something we're gonna do. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. And uh, again, like I said, uh, I think last time always nice to show everybody that 
oh, we run a podcast, but we haven't seen some of the biggest movies that are like in horror. Yeah, do you want to saw Friday Night Tell before or let it let the right one in? This has actually been the season of that because I admit yeah. I The Exorcist. Yeah, the, you the fly, right? We, we gained a lot of knowledge this season. Let's see. See if we can like try to maybe maybe our homework between now and when we start up next season is see as many of the big boy uh, granddaddy obvious ones that we haven't seen. Get those under our belt by the time we start next season. Right. <laughs> Get the obvious ones out of the way. Yeah, knock out the obvious ones, but I feel like now we can call ourselves horror movie buffs. We've been doing this for three years now. Yeah, we've gained enough knowledge, seen enough horror movies. And to know each other's wheelhouses, because as yeah. we were watching Fright Night, I was like, I bet Dave is loving this. <laughs> Such a good movie. But uh, yeah, this is the last one until next season, so if you like these... Give us a shout. Let us know what you want us to uh, fight up against. Yeah, give us a genre. And I want to thank you all for listening. Have a good week, everybody. Yeah, see ya. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Body Bag Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about. And while you're at it, you can find us on Twitter at Body Bag Pod and on Instagram at Body Bag Podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.